With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome back to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in. This episode's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking to somebody who I met recently who really impressed me with how she jumped in as an entrepreneur, started her own business, and is having amazing success in kind of a niche business. So before we get down to brass tacks here, I'd like to thank our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Executive Press Division of New Year Publishing. The Executive Press Division of New Year Publishing specializes in assisting CEOs, entrepreneurs, and other executives to produce high-quality, industry-focused publications that enhance the brand of the author and the brand of their company. You can find out more information at newyearpublishing.com. So today we're going to have a chat with Tammy Shackley, and she's had an interesting career. She started off as a broadcast journalist, and then she worked for a Texas state senator. Then she made the leap over to working for nonprofits and worked for a couple nonprofits, serving in one capacity as the CEO of that nonprofit and sort of helping, you know, turn it around and, and get it to the next level. And then one day she saw a niche business that wasn't being filled. And I love it when I get to talk to entrepreneurs who just jump in with both feet. So I want to back up a little bit. I met Tammy at an anniversary party for some mutual friends recently, and we were standing in line to get food, and her and her very nice husband were in line in front of my wife and I, and we were having a very nice talk. And we got talking about something, and I said I had a podcast for entrepreneurs, and she's very enthusiastic. She told me she had her own business, and then I asked her what she did, and she said she had a matchmaking service for gay men. And I said, that's fascinating. How did you start this business? And she said that she and her husband met through a matchmaker, and she was really impressed with how that sort of business really helped her fulfill that part of her life. And in talking to some friends, she found out there really wasn't that niche being filled for gay men. And she stepped in and started a business that now has offices in Austin, Dallas, Houston, and serves clients all around the country. So I wanted to get her on the show because she's exactly the type of person that we like to talk to here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tammy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. You were an inspiration as well. So for us to connect is very exciting. Yeah, I always, you know, one of the great things about, you know, my career as a speaker and as a trainer and now as a podcast host, I get to meet really, really fascinating people. And I just love it that we crossed paths. So Tammy, tell me a little bit more about your business. Thank you. He's for me. H4M.com is something I never dreamed I would do. Coming from a running the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Most recently, it was quite addictive to do such fulfilling work on a daily basis. So when I finally met my husband through an offline personal matchmaker and got married and took a career break, I never dreamed I would again be in business in such fulfilling work. Um, but after being happily married for years, I was trying to refer a very professional gay man in my community to the same experience. He was very private about his personal life, uh, but he was looking for a husband the same way I was and looking for love 
at our age. And so he said, I, you know, I wish I could hire the same offline matchmaker you did. And I said, I'll call them for you. And he said, oh, you don't get it. Tammy, they don't serve gay men. And I said, you're kidding. Because we're all advocating in every state toward uh, marriage equality or same-sex marriage. Just because we're advocating for marriage um, for the LGBT community does not mean you've had a date in the last five years. <laughs> so how can I go online, find you my experience uh, and help refer you? And I couldn't find it. And after three days of online research, I was frustrated for him and I was frustrated for the LGBT community. The technology for all singles has taken uh, what must feel like their choices only being online. And I was the opposite of that. So I began to create that for him. I mean, I think it's a great like lesson for anybody who sort of has that, that feeling that they want to launch out and start their own business. You don't necessarily know where the inspiration or the idea is going to come from. Right. I really felt like... It found me instead of me finding it. After a career break, I'd even hired an executive coach and was really working on my next career move. I was ready to go back to work. And I, I wasn't, nothing was catching. Nothing was happening for me. And so I was open to whatever the universe said I'm supposed to do next. And so when I found um, this opportunity to just help a friend, it turned into a business idea. Uh, luckily, I had married a, a serial entrepreneur. My husband husband is an actuary, has been in the insurance industry, and has started several companies over his lifetime. And so he certainly served as my mentor and gave me the faith um, to start something from scratch and see if it really would serve those in need. Did you grow up sort of thinking, wow, maybe I want to be an entrepreneur? I know I always, in the back of my mind, wanted to do my own business, but I worked for corporate America and I worked for law firms and consulting firms in a marketing role. And in the back of my head, I always thought, God, I, I would love to just be the boss and do my own thing, but I never knew what that was going to be. And I sort of had to seek it out and find it. Did you have that going on inside you? Or, you know, I mean, when you look at your resume, broadcast journalism, working for the state, you know, nonprofits, was that sort of a surprise that this is what the universe gave you? I never wanted to be an entrepreneur for even. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome back to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in. This episode's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking to somebody who I met recently who really impressed me with how she jumped in as an entrepreneur, started her own business, and is having amazing success in kind of a niche business. So before we get down to brass tacks here, I'd like to thank our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Executive Press Division of New Year Publishing. The Executive Press Division of New Year Publishing specializes in assisting CEOs, entrepreneurs, and other executives to produce high-quality industry-focused publications that enhance the brand of the author and the brand of their company. You can find out more information at newyearpublishing.com. So today we're going to have a chat with Tammy Shackley, and she's had an interesting career. She started off as a broadcast journalist, and then she worked for a Texas state senator. Then she made the leap over to working for nonprofits and worked for a couple nonprofits, serving in one capacity as the CEO of that nonprofit and sort of helping, you know, turn it around and, and get it to the next level. And then one day she saw a niche business that wasn't being filled. And I love it when I get to talk to entrepreneurs who just jump in with both feet. So 
I want to back up a little bit. I met Tammy at an anniversary party for some mutual friends recently, and we were standing in line to get food, and her and her very nice husband were in line in front of my wife and I, and we were having a very nice talk. And we got talking about something, and I said I had a podcast for entrepreneurs, and she's very enthusiastic. She told me she had her own business. And then I asked her what she did, and she said she had a matchmaking service for gay men. And I said, that's fascinating. How did you start this business? And she said that she and her husband met through a matchmaker, and she was really impressed with how that sort of business really helped her fulfill that part of her life. And in talking to some friends, she found out there really wasn't that niche being filled for gay men. And she stepped in and started a business that now has offices in Austin, Dallas, Houston, and serves clients all around the country. So I wanted to get her on the show because she's exactly the type of person that we like to talk to here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tammy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. You were an inspiration as well. So for us to connect is very exciting. Yeah, I always, you know, one of the great things about, you know, my career as a speaker and as a trainer and now as a podcast host, I get to meet really, really fascinating people. And I just love it that we crossed paths. So Tammy, tell me a little bit more about your business. Thank you. He's for me. H4M.com is something I never dreamed I would do. Coming from uh, running the Make-A-Wish Foundation, most recently, it was quite addictive to do such fulfilling work on a daily basis. So when I finally met my husband through an offline personal matchmaker and got married and took a career break, I never Never dreamed I would again be in business in such fulfilling work. Um, but after being happily married for years, I was trying to refer a very professional gay man in my community to the same experience. He was very private about his personal life, uh, but he was looking for a husband the same way I was and looking for love at our age. And so he said, I, you know, I wish I could hire the same offline matchmaker you did. And I said, I'll call them for you. And he said, oh, you don't get it. Tammy, they don't serve gay men. And I said, you're kidding. Because we're all advocating in every state toward uh, marriage equality or same-sex marriage. Just because we're advocating for marriage um, for the LGBT community does not mean you've had a date in the last five years. <laughs> so how can I go online, find you my experience uh, and help refer you? And I couldn't find it. And after three days of online research, I was frustrated for him and I was frustrated for the LGBT community. The technology for all singles has taken uh, what must feel like their choice is only being online. And I was the opposite of that. So I began to create that for him. I mean, I think it's a great like lesson for anybody who sort of has that, that feeling that they want to launch out and start their own business. You don't necessarily know where the inspiration or the idea is going to come from. Right. I really felt like it found me instead of me finding it. After a career break, I had even hired an executive coach and was really working on my next career move. I was ready to go back to work. And I, I wasn't, nothing was catching. Nothing was happening for me. And so I was open to whatever the universe said I'm supposed to do next. And so when I found um, this opportunity to just help a friend, it turned into a business idea. Uh, luckily, I had married a, a serial entrepreneur. My husband husband is an actuary, has been in the insurance industry, and has started several companies over his lifetime. And so he certainly served as my mentor and gave me the faith um, to start something from scratch and see if it really would serve those in need. Did you grow up sort of thinking, wow, maybe I want to be an entrepreneur? I know I always, in the back of my mind, wanted to do my own business, but I worked for corporate America and I worked for law firms and consulting firms in a marketing role. And in the back of my head, I always thought, God, I, I would love to just 
just be the boss and do my own thing. But I never knew what that was going to be. And I sort of had to seek it out and find it. Did you have that going on inside you? Or, you know, I mean, when you look at your resume, broadcast journalism, working for the state, you know, nonprofits, was that sort of a surprise that this is what the universe gave you? I never wanted to be an entrepreneur for even one minute of my life, <laughs> <laughs> ever. I had always been so happy being what I call one layer under or one step down the rung, that I, I'm happy being the kingmaker for others, but I never wanted to be the top dog or the one in the spotlight. I loved to serve. And so to be an entrepreneur, I kept it, it in my mind, I had to still be in the role of serving others. And that's how I feel this company, this is what this company does. So the scary part for me was being an entrepreneur. What if I can't make payroll? What if the clients don't come forward? What if I'm not successful in it? So I wasn't I was very fearful of failure because I tended to turn things into gold. And what if it didn't work? Yeah, well, that's scary, I think, for all of us who kind of jump into this you know, field. I mean, I've been doing it working for myself for five and a half years, and I still wake up sometime and think, you know, am, am I established? And yet I know I am. I have repeat clients, and I continue to have you know, great referrals and, and people who are hosting conferences seeking me out. And yet I still get those pangs of, eek, is, is, this, is this really the right thing? Do you still find that now that you've been in business for a while? You know, luckily, I knock on wood, I don't have time to look back and think about that. It, it really is working and there really is momentum and there really is growth and opportunity and in collaboration and it just keeps snowballing, if you will. So I don't take time to even wonder what if anymore. I needed proof for from the beginning that it could work, that I could uh, have satisfied customers or happy clients that were, were going on hold because we were introducing them to compatible matches. And once that started working, I just didn't look back and I don't take time to look back much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about being an entrepreneur and now being that top dog that you didn't seek out? I really do love changing lives, bringing hope and encouragement to others. I didn't start the company to be, you know, somewhat of a life coach in the background. I, I didn't intend that. It's naturally happened that, um, you know, in my client base, gay men are frustrated that they're in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and, and they're alone and they're spending another holiday by themselves or with just friends and not with a partner. And so the fact that I can be involved and they're spending holidays together, they're going to each other's holiday parties, they spent Thanksgiving together. That's pretty satisfying. I love that I can have ideas and it really works. I can try my ideas. Not everything works, but I don't have to go through corporate America or the chain of command that I can have an idea. I can test it. It'll either work or I, I refine it and keep moving forward and it's making a difference. Well, and that's so great that you, you get such immediate feedback from your clients because they're able to call you back and say, wow, I, I met him and I like him and you know this is working. So that gives you some personal satisfaction, of course, but right. what is it about the job that maybe you don't like as much? <laughs> That's such a good question, Tom. Um, leisure, absolute leisure time <laughs> where you can turn off your brain in the energy you dedicate to your clients and the growth of your company. So it really is, you know, a different an exercise in your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit, to put it on hold, to truly give your spouse um, your undivided uh, attention, your unconditional love, and to have that balance. I miss that 
when you work for others, you can turn it off when you go home. When you work for yourself, your mind is always working. So it, it truly is a test of uh, mind over matter. I yes. find that in my, my own world, like my last presentation, my last training class for the year was around the 10th of December. And my first one next year is on the 8th. And I made the comment to one of my friends that I had a month and he goes, wow, a whole month off. And I laughed out loud <laughs> because it's not a whole month off. In fact, it's probably not even a day off. You know, I mean, even on Christmas, I'll probably be thinking, you know, about my business a little bit. So you are. That's a great answer that you really don't get to ever fully like separate from it. So what advice do you have for somebody who maybe, you know, works in corporate America and would like to go do their own thing? But like you, they they haven't been seeking it out. What advice do you give somebody who, who maybe wants to do something but doesn't know how? My advice has always been, whether the, the progression of my three different careers, I've always uh, had somewhat of a self-assessment of what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. You especially learn that in politics. <laughs> and so to me, to have a true self-assessment and an honesty with yourself about, I'm not good at numbers. I don't love finance and I don't love financials. I can admit that. I don't have to hide that. I can admit that. I've always had CFOs and I've always hired a very strong CFO to support me because I know what I don't like and what I'm not good at. So I would say the same thing being an entrepreneur. I needed a mentor. That happens to be my husband. But even if you're single, you can you should have mentors that are entrepreneurs that can help save you years of agonizing struggle um, based on mistakes they have made and lessons they have learned. So I surrounded myself with a mentor, my husband. I surrounded myself with what I call mini experts. So I have a strong financial person um, that's working with me. I have a strong social media person that's working with me. I don't want to become you know, an expert on a website. I surround myself with a friend that I consider a mini expert on websites. So when you surround yourself with those that have the strengths that you don't have, you're going to be, I think, more likely um, a greater success. I find that you know, the having people around you who understand your business, both many experts in areas you're not good at, but also surrounding yourselves with other entrepreneurs who kind of maybe not are in your industry necessarily, but they're out there fighting the good fight. I find having, you know, the, that support group of people who understand what it is to be running a business is paramount. Do you find that? Yes. I mean, some of the some of the first steps I took was um, taking advantage of the small business classes. I mean, the city, in our case here, provides them um, at a very low cost. I mean, $25, $35 for business classes that you can take, go spend a couple of hours, even start writing a business plan using these tools that are provided to you through the Small Business Development Program. Uh, you know, while it seemed so elementary, it was still a great foundation to have a formal business plan before you even start talking to potential investors or to even start finding the professionals to work with. So it, it is steps that you must take to do it the right way. Don't just come up with an idea and start. And then research. I, I think I, at sometimes uh, there were times I thought I was over-researching this. And, and finally, it was a fellow entrepreneur that said, just hang the shingle, announce your business. It will either work or it won't. But you can't research it forever or someone else is going to do it before you. Well, that's very true. In fact, I find a member of my mastermind group, I have a mastermind group with four other professional speakers and the lady who put the mastermind group together you know her comment was she wanted to choose people who had a gas pedal and I wasn't familiar with the expression and she said think about it she goes I want people in the group who will just push on the accelerator and go because you can overanalyze and think forever and that can be paralysis mm -hmm, mm -hmm. excellent excellent point 
So, you know, one of the things we find when we're entrepreneurs is that we can get very focused on our own business. I know it happens to me. I'm sure it happens to you where, you know, there's so many moving parts that very often all you're doing is paying attention to things that are happening in your own little world. But I think some of the best entrepreneurs are observers. And so I love to ask the question, what do you see out there in the world with someone else who's doing something really cool where you look and say, boy, he or she is just crushing it. You know, this is going to sound, I'm sure, overused right now, but what I find fascinating is social media movement. Uh, There is no way on a daily basis as an entrepreneur, and I don't care what your business is, whether it's service-oriented or you're producing widgets or whatever, to keep up with the movement that is social media and how it can benefit small business or startups. And so to me, it's these independent entrepreneurs, solopreneurs mostly, that say, and in our case, moving to Texas from California, for example, and they say, let me be your social media expert. There's no way on a daily basis you can keep up with it. I am an expert in this area of social media. Hire me. And that's the same concept. I'm a matchmaker. I work on love all day, every day. Hire me. And so to me, it's the social media experts that are choosing their niche, whether it's Evernote. I work with a woman that's an expert on Evernote, or whether it's Facebook, hiring a social media expert that does that. That's what they do all day, every day. Let's respect them for that. And let's not try to even compete with them. Let's just hire them to partner to bring your business into the social media arena where it can it can even reach farther and, and meet more clients. A lot of people out there that are doing very, very interesting things, and, and they are really crushing it and helping their clients. So do you have anybody who you sort of directly recommend or, or, or want to sing some praises to? I do. Stay Stacey Harmon moved uh, to Texas from Southern California. She is an Evernote expert and has put out her first book about that. And she's the one that I met her through a networking event. And she said, why don't you have a Facebook page? I don't understand. And I said, I'm scared. I'm a straight ally in the LGBT community. And what if there are haters out there? And she said, you don't, it's because you don't understand the intricacies. I will set your Facebook page. I will design it for you. And I will put the securities in it that protect your clients, their privacy, so that you can give them encouraging daily motivation on finding love in the right way that is protective. And I said, you're right. I was fearful of something I didn't understand, and she gave me the confidence to do it, and we've been very successful as a result. That's probably some of the best advice right there is don't be fearful of the things you don't understand. Go find help. I mean, that's, you know, if I wanted to give a title to this episode, it would probably be that, because that is a great piece of advice, whether someone is a seasoned entrepreneur, been doing it for many years or whether they're just starting out because I mean I find it with my career there are certain things I don't do and when somebody says why it's because it's the unknown and right. so I think that is really good advice. So um, how do people find Stacy? Well, she's in Austin, Texas, and she's very Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can Google Stacy Harmon. She has Stacy Harmon Enterprises. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Let's get to talking about how you give back to the greater good. I knew when I looked at your bio and you worked for several nonprofits that this was going to be something you're passionate about. But I, th- I do believe that the best entrepreneurs are givers. And like you talked about earlier about in your own business, how, you know, the reason it's successful is is because you're there to serve. And I think that that's true of so many of the people that I interview on this show and who I meet throughout life. What is it that you do beyond your business 
to give back to the greater society? You know, it's interesting because I, I am a straight ally coming into the LGBT community to provide a service that didn't really exist in the community. And so I was very sensitive to that and, and a little bit nervous. Will I be accepted? Will I be understood? Well, if you look at my background, I've always had a passion for mentoring. I have always mentored, whether it's young people in education, big brothers, big sisters, um, unit, young professionals. I'm always wanting to help others, you know, from what experience I can bring or advice I can share. So when I look at the pro-equality movement and how it invites straight allies to join in support, I think, well, here's my one piece of it. Here's a small piece of offline personal matchmaking that I experienced. It was very successful for me to find a compatible partner for life. Let me bring this to the table and this is how I can serve. And it's turned out to be a lot of mentoring, mentoring, um, you know, gay men and gay women on encouraging them that you deserve love the same way I did and hold out for hope and, and hold out for the one that he is looking for you as much as you are looking for him. All the things I believed before when I was a frustrated single. And so it's really my passion for mentoring that's really turned into service that's turned into an entrepreneurial success so far. So I do think it's great that you mentor your clients and that you mentor other entrepreneurs and younger people, because really that's what it's all about. I don't think any of us would be able to have the careers that we have if someone hadn't been there for us to help show us the way and mentor us. Well, you know, as we come to the end here, I, I just want to ask you one more question, and that really is about sort of the long-term future. What are the cool things your company is going to be doing in the new year? Oh, if only you knew the breakfast meeting I had this morning. <laughs> 20, 2015, we have labeled it. I love themes. And so our theme is Love 2.0. Point one five, meaning love in 2015. What does that look like in our company? And we look forward to soon announcing um, that we will be serving men and women in the LGBT community from coast to coast. And you're the first I've shared it with, um, but coming soon, coming soon. That is fantastic. Well, I think that you are doing amazing things and that your company is very successful. And I wish you all the luck in the new year. Thank you for being a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And for those of you who tuned in to listen. I hope that uh, you got a little bit of inspiration from Tammy. She is absolutely cool and doing cool things. Uh, please go over to iTunes and leave a review. You know, a new show like mine, you know, we live and breathe by people downloading the episodes and leaving reviews. So I really, really appreciate those of you who go and, and leave a positive little couple of words about how the show is doing. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode. And in the meantime, go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at @TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.